everybody. It's your buddy Jack. Hope everybody's doing good today, this morning. I don't know if everybody's watching the weather, but <coughs> it's supposed to get really, really cold here in North Texas. And it looks like there might be some snow and stuff. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Uh, but it's just sort of um, not nice because up in the mountains, living in Oregon, the snow is kind of fluffy, right? It can get slushy. Um, but here, I don't know, it's just so different. This stuff turns to solid ice. And it's just, it's really pretty dangerous. So if you don't have to be traveling and you live in North Texas, or from Central Texas on up, and uh, to, you don't have to be out tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, um, don't go nowhere. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, glad you're returning. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you. Got a lot of love for you. Absolutely grateful that you tune in. If you're new, my name's Jack. Nice to meet you. And I hope you keep coming back. Hope you get something out of um, this podcast and uh, are willing to share it uh, with friends and family. Um, Also, don't forget to hit that support button. I appreciate anything and everything you feel contribute uh, or feel led to contribute. I I absolutely count it a blessing, right? And I'm so grateful for anything um, that anybody feels led to contribute because it helps me. It helps me not only with time, but computer and mic and that kind of thing, right? Uh, keeps me on the up and up. And we're talking about, <coughs> we've been talking about character defects, right? And I think I've talked about them before, as I've mentioned, but I've talked, to, talked about them from, um, the point of view of the person dealing with addiction or mental health struggles, right? Um, because it's easy. We all have character defects. Whether or not you're dealing with those two things, you may just be dealing with a character defect that people don't like, right? So with that said, um, now the point of view in the last few episodes and I'm going to be doing a few more episodes. The point of view of um, the character defects that I'm discussing, some of them will be the, the, the same as the others I've discussed. But I'm taking it from the point of view of the supportive friends or family or the supportive significant other, husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, right? Um, because it's important to know that the things that you're dealing with do have an impact on how well someone may or may not take care of their addiction or mental health issues. And I'm not saying that that's your problem. It's not on you. I get it. But what I'm saying is how you approach someone who's dealing with those situations can either cause more harm, right, um, or help. And we don't want to cause more harm, right? Um, and you don't have to get on your soapbox and talk about how much of addicted family member has taken and stolen and driven and dropped. And, you know, I know all of that stuff. I've worked in the addictions field for a long time. I've worked in the mental health field for a long time. I know what those consequences are. And I know how angry you can become when dealing with those family members that are sick. I get it. What I'm wanting you to see is that your approach could be making it worse, right? Could be making it worse. 
So just take that into consideration um, as I go through um, this information and share some of my own experiences, right? Um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the character defect that most fall into at any given time in their life. For some, right, the activating event could have been months ago, right? Could have been years ago. But be real, right? Let's talk about resentment. Resentment, oh my gosh, can eat you alive. We now uh, uh, we know why some people who are dealing with addiction issues or mental health struggles, right? We know that that happens because some people that are just mean and judgmental, and some of those people could even be making things worse, as I was saying, right? It's very likely a family member that is behaving this way. So be cautious, right? Be cautious and how you talk to people. And that's just a simple rule of life, right? So <clears throat> we can easily see why these two groups would hold resentment, right? People dealing with these two struggles, mental health issues, addiction issues, because of the way people judge them, treat them, and so on. But let's talk about the strain your resentment has or as a supportive person. Remember, that's the point of view I'm talking about. The supportive person or not so supportive friend or family member. Uh, sometimes that can be the case, right? That can be the case. So first, what are the effects of resentment? Holding a grudge, holding a resentment is when you harbor anger, bitterness, uh, and, and grudges, right? Or other negative feelings. Long after something um, has been done, either to hurt you or hurt someone around you, to you, right? It could happen weeks ago, months ago, years ago. Usually, it's in response to something that's already occurred. Other times, resentment or grudge may develop after simply perceiving that someone is against you or means you harm, whether or not they actually do, right? Because I really feel like sometimes people that are in a position to be supportive towards people struggling with addiction or mental health issues or any issues, eating disorders, right, any of those other kinds of things, I want to believe, my heart wants to believe that a lot of people really truly try Try to be as supportive as you can. The, whole, the thing is, people don't always know what to do or say, right? They don't. Uh, but resentments also often feature persistent rumination about the person and or the incident at the center of it all, right? If you um, If you're still mad... Well, after um, the activating event or the incident, whatever it was, you may be holding on to those negative feelings for too long. Sometimes, well, after other people typically would have let it go. 
you may remember um, multiple past bad acts that someone has done towards you um, and relive those experiences. Every time you think about that person or you think about the event, right? Either making your displeasure abundantly clear to them. Sometimes you don't know how to not say anything or keeping your true feelings to yourself, that's not good either, right? Even aside from the things that you feel resentment towards, you should still be able to talk about it. Because I'm not asking you, right? That's not at all what I'm, I'm asking you to do is to harbor those resentments ongoing, right? Sure, if you're an addicted family member or you got someone with uh, um, in a mental health crisis, and they're not treating it, right? They won't go to the doctor or do the things that they need to do to um, regain um, some mental health or some sobriety. You're going to be angry. And they may do things um, to you or around you or to your stuff in that particular episode that, yeah, down the road, you're going to still harbor some resentment. And I mean down the road like a week. Don't hang on to that. Just because these people, um, I hope you're hearing me, people dealing with addictions and mental health issues, I'm making it clear that harboring a resentment for too long can make you sick too. And I'm going to be getting into that. So I'm saying they can be assertive, right? Not overly aggressive. Don't be ugly about it, but call them on it, right? Call them on it. Because we don't need two sick, angry people. That doesn't get you anywhere, right? So don't harbor those feelings. Be able to be assertive enough to talk about it without being ugly, right? You might be intentionally holding the grudge or resentment, but sometimes you aren't even aware of it. So take note of that. Essentially, holding a grudge or resentment isn't good for you. It ensnares you in anger and makes you prone to persistent rumination rather than moving forward with your life. So can you imagine being prone to persistent reminding? Your brain just triggers and reminds you, right? And it seems to be this revolving door of emotion. You have to find a way to work past it. Their resentments are important. Your resentments are important too. You might think that harboring it will, uh, ill will harms the person you're mad at. But ultimately, you're the one who suffers from it. Essentially, a resentment inhibits your ability to cope with or resolve your issue and keeps you stuck in the past, right? Keeps you trapped in an unpleasant event or interaction that causes you distress. I've seen people do that. Just think the thought of a name of somebody brings them such anger and distress, right? It's just don't let yourself do that for too long. The resentment doesn't resolve your problem and is highly unlikely to make you feel any better. While it is certainly unhealthy to not feel or fully process and accept your feelings, some research shows that fixation on negative emotions rather than resolving them 
is also harmful. You guys can look that up too, right? It can be harmful and can even make for an unpleasant demeanor and substantially erode your well-being. And I've talked, look up the definition of that word, erode, right? The resentment doesn't solve your problem. It doesn't solve your problem, right? Consider that the phrase holding a grudge actually comes from an old French word, grouchier, grouchier. I'm not sure how to pronounce it in French, but it's G-R-O-U-C-H-I-E-R, which means the grumbler. I know what the grumbler is. I can do some grumbling myself. And it is related to the English word grouch. Right? And yes, if you're harboring resentments and bitterness towards people, you tend to be the grouchy one in the bunch. Now, take into consideration some mental health effects. Right? Resentment holding can adversely impact your mental health so now here you are upset that someone is dealing with mental health issues and maybe treating them appropriately 50 percent of the time and you're angry about it right then you find yourself saddened by the fact that they're sick then you find yourself maybe dealing with some depression depression oh are you following me Right? Grudge holding can adversely impact your mental health in a variety of ways. Most importantly, harboring anger or resentment will generally just make you feel angrier instead of accepting and moving on from the negative experience or finding an acceptable resolution. Holding on can trap you in the loop of resentment, bitterness, hopelessness, emptiness, Right? And enragement. So here it is. That's what I'm talking about. You being sick too. Right? You being sick too over the behaviors of your family member who is dealing with addiction or is in early recovery or dealing with mental health treatment or is in early recovery or in active mental health crisis. They could be at any stage. And instead of helping and trying to be part of the resolution, and I'm not saying you have to have all the answers, right? Please don't read into that. We're not expecting you to have all the answers. Additionally, if you ultimately exaggerate the experience or issue in your mind, which is fairly common, sometimes over the course of weeks, months, and years, years for some reason, the event that happened builds. It's worse somehow, right? The act of holding the resentment may even become more painful than the event itself. And sadly, this is a self-inflicted wound that will likely just make you feel worse, right? Well, more than likely, just simply make you feel worse. And you don't need that. Right? You don't need that. Your family member doesn't need that. 
Because every time they come to you, you come at them full steam. And they're really just trying to get a little bit of help from you. Right? I'm talking about if someone is dealing with a triggering event. And I'll get into that more too. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But they come to with a triggering event and they get you jumping down their throat and that will black backfire completely right they're trying to tell you something a little bit about what they're dealing with and if you can't allow them to say I'm having this issue right now. Let me catch my breath. I smelled a scent. Or we drove past the street. Or you mentioned so-and-so's name. And that's triggering for me. That can be so true. Don't doubt them. Right? Let them take the breath. But let them finish talking about what they're thinking and feeling. Because sometimes... A lot of the times, that's all it takes, is them talking through it with you as their supportive person. But if they get you jumping down their throat, they don't ever get to process that feeling or thought. And so what could have taken five to ten minutes, right, you've gone way out of proportion. So resentments are like weeds in our gardens, right? They multiply. They take over and ultimately suffocate all those beautiful flowers, right? That happens in real life. If you let resentment into the house, it will terrorize everybody, right? Sometimes they can be big, right? Some of them blow the lid off the containers of whatever flower stuff you got out there. Right? Some are small. You don't even notice them for a little while. But the roots are underneath are doing all the damage. Mm, Boy, that'll preach. Right? You just don't know. They're like weeds. Resentment is... is, uh, Can steal a relationship. Can ruin a relationship. Whether or not you're dealing with addiction or not. Or mental health issues or not. There's other things that people do that can cause someone to have resentment in their heart, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I know that (coughs) this can be pretty tough. Pretty tough. Especially when things happen to you over and over and over again. But just like those dealing with addiction and mental health issues, you too have got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Right? If you look at addiction and mental health issues as spiritual warfare, I know not everybody is a faith based type person like me, but just hear me out. If you look at it more like spiritual warfare and this entity has come into your life to try through your family member. To rob, 
steal and destroy the love in your home? Would you not want to find a way to rescue that person from that? I always talk to people when I'm dealing with addicts is uh, if addiction were a person by the name addiction and came knocking on your front door, right? And as you answer the door, this person named addiction declares to you, I am here to rob, steal, and destroy all that is good to you. I want to create chaos in your home and ruin relationships for you. Would you have let that person in? Every time the answer is no. Every time the answer is no. They look at me crazy when I say, but you did. It was you. That's why it is on you to find a way to bring that to some resolve. So that it doesn't ruin your life and your family relationships, right? It's tough. Resentments can turn to anger. Anger is as ugly as clenched fists, red faces, right? Um, where no one wants to go. It's just ugly. And I've talked about anger in a previous podcast, right? During the stage, this stage, there's some retaliation sometimes, right? Much like Hulk, he likes to go smash and stuff. That was me when I got angry. But I had to find a way to manage through that. You might find yourself saying, I wasn't in my right mind. That's a dangerous place to be. Just like the alcoholic or the addict may not have been in their right mind. If you let resentment build you up to rage, you're not in your right mind either. And you can't be a safe, healthy, supportive person in that frame of mind, right? Resentment's bad on the body. Resentment can cause some of this other stuff. Headaches, chronic pain, insomnia, right? Um, It can be, uh, you got a higher tendency for alcohol or drug abuse. I know some people that um, dealing with someone with mental health issues, right? Uh, The stress becomes so much that even though they might have been a couple of glasses of wine on the weekends kind of drinker, the stress can escalate that behavior for them. And if you're not careful, you're going to have an issue on your hands too, right? But then the body can also have high blood pressure. There can be heart attacks, strokes, skin issues, right? Resentment can also be bad for the mind, right? Its effects aren't just limited to the physical. Letting go of old resentments reduces levels of depression and anxiety. I mentioned a while ago, you too can become as sick as the sick person in your home. I've seen it happen. There can be so much anger, so much resentment, so much sadness and depression over what the family member is going through that now here you are caught in a loop. Right? And you can't be a very safe, supportive, healthy person. If you too are in that frame of mind, let the freaking resentment go before it sucks you down into the same hole, right? And I really hope that you're not 
one of those just stop it kind of people, right? Because even though you're building resentment and becoming more angry, but on the other hand, you're telling your addict person or mental health person, just stop it. That's not an answer for it. That's not any kind of resolution for anybody, right? Why don't you stop harboring that resentment? See how that works, right? Without doing something, it's going to be damn near impossible. When you're holding on to resentments, your mind is agitated. It is centered around the ego, reconfirming that you were treated unfairly. And again, sure, I get it. When you're dealing with an addicted family member or someone, again, with untreated mental health issues, they do horrible things. They do horrible things. Tear up the cars, tear up the house, steal the jewelry, steal the money. I know, but you got to keep in mind that they're also not in their right mind. <coughs> and we don't want you to get there either, right? Here's another one. Resentments ruin relationships, right? And that's sort of been my topic today. Resentments left unattended can lead to bottled up emotions and unhealthy outbursts. You're always fighting and it's not getting anywhere. You may hurt your love you may hurt your loved ones with uh, physical and or verbal abuse. Hopefully not physical. Please don't do that. But minimally, most of the time it's verbal abuse, and you may isolate yourself from friends and family. It can lead to venting, um, right? At the wrong time. It can lead to venting at innocent people around you, such as your children. Right? I've seen people who don't know how to contain or control their frustration at their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents. And since they don't know how to compartmentalize that, they lash out at other people around them that had nothing to do with it. Right? If I'm upset with somebody, I've learned how to just be upset with that somebody, and nobody else around me would ever know. You have to figure out how to do that. Right? Remember, no one is perfect. Right? We're going to hurt other people, and other people are going to hurt us. Unintentionally or intentionally, it just happens. Don't allow yourself to become bitter. Right? Don't allow yourself to become bitter, resentful, unpleasant towards other people, right? Letting go of resentment will renew your relationships and will become a breath of fresh air. Just be kind to one another. I know you've heard Ellen. What's her name? Ellen DeGeneres. I know you've heard her say that a million times. Be kind to one another. Right? That's all we... Man, if we could just learn to do that. If we could just learn to do that. Right? At the point... And um, at this point, or that is the point, when I'm talking about family relationships, right? The point is all of these points. It ruins relationships, ruins family, 
ruins marriages, and ruins good friendships. We need to be able to bring up the relationship issues that are getting in the way of feeling not only loved, but cared about. That's all we're looking for, too. We're dealing with people with an addiction and mental health issues. We want to at least know that you love us and that you care for us. Right? But also concerns that may be stopping us from living with personal integrity. These concerns, right, could also be stopping us from living with personal integrity. You may have a history of being the nicest person, and you don't ever talk down or degrade anybody. But when it comes to your addicted family member, or your mental health struggling family member, that changes. You say ugly things that you wouldn't normally say. You do ugly things that you wouldn't normally do. Right? Your personal integrity is questioned. You wouldn't normally say ugly things to people, but here it is. And I promise you that's doing more harm than good. It's up to us to be able to address issues, not ignore them, and hope they will magically go away. That doesn't happen. We need a partner or a support person who is willing to hear us out and work through issues with us. Like I said, I'm talking to you, friends, family, significant other people. If you are in a relationship with someone who will not hear you and will not make agreements with you about what needs to change, right? Forgiving what needs to be changed, what needs to be forgiven, what needs to be negotiated, then you may need to rethink this relationship altogether. Family, friends, SO, significant other people. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm suggesting that you're at a family member or mental health struggling family member find help from someone else. If you can't be, but you know, if you can't be that healthy, supportive person, let them know up front. Right? Let them know up front. If you don't feel like you have the strength or the courage to be there for this person, let them know up front because they can make a lot of bad decisions with all the, I don't know, halfway attempts that you might make at being supportive. Right? We're not talking about you having all the answers either. What I'm talking about is you're not overthinking it and really being there for these people to help do that So and let them feel forgiven. Show them that you are willing to negotiate a safety plan. That's what you need is a safety plan. Right? 
it won't be emotionally safe for you to bring up important concerns and you will likely be piling up resentments if you guys don't come together. You'll be piling up resentments which will poison your relationship in the long run anyway. So be open with each other, right? Many of us don't like to bring issues up because we don't want conflict. However, while we may be, uh, while we may be struggling to do that, in the short term, it seems okay, right? It's like, okay, I get it. You're not feeling too well. But then there's no real move towards resolving, right? The conflict is just going to build. We are inadvertently doing our relationship a huge disservice. Because not all, or not only will our partner feel like a stranger because we are not opening up or sharing our thoughts and our feelings, right? And they don't feel like they can open up and share their thoughts and feelings because there's the ones causing all the chaos. It's a bad place to be in. Their relationship is in, is in a bad position. Right? We'll also accumulate resentment because we feel um, like we're taking, being taken advantage of or not being heard. One or the other. Right? This can have even a, an even bigger impact on someone who's dealing with or is in early recovery from addiction or is dealing with or in early recovery uh, from mental health issues. I get it, right? I get it. You can be absolutely devastated in your relationship from the things that your addicted friend or family member did or from what your person dealing with untreated mental health issues have done. I've seen the cause and effects from both sides. Guess what? It's all ugly. It's all ugly. And I've seen where harboring a resentment has, I don't see where it has ever worked. Ever. Resentments don't help. So, the bottom line is to really get the fact that if you neglect to bring up your relationship concerns, your addiction, your mental health issues, your concerns about those, and your partner can't do it either. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a bad place. Right? Because then your partner or you or someone will pretend that you have a conflict-free relationship, which is unrealistic too, right? The issue won't go away. Instead, they go underground and begin to pollute the very foundation that your relationship was built on. Right? I mentioned before, look up the word erosion. And I've talked about that word and shared the definition in a couple of other podcasts. Erosion is what happens in this relationship when no one's talking. Right? I've shared that before. That's what happens. So if your significant other that is so angry and resentful that you won't allow for your struggling partner to lean on you, 
right? If that's you, if you're that significant other partner, it won't allow them to come lean on you in a time of crisis. You need to please rethink that approach. That is the most dangerous stance to take. That's how people stay untreated. Or even worse, that's how people get dead. Be a little bit more open-minded to what it is that they're struggling with. And I know I'm talking about it. I know I've talked about you being angry a couple of podcasts ago. Now I'm talking about you having resentment. I know people know that you have the right to feel those things. But if it's keeping you from being a self-healthy support person, mm, for the sake of this individual's life, move around. Maybe help them find someone who can be that for them. Right? That would be a kind thing to do. Because resentment is not good for anybody. Right? Bringing issues up can be scary for everyone. Letting your partner in on what you are struggling with can provoke anxiety. Especially when it's their behavior that is concerning your significant other. Right? It's hard to say, hey, look, I see things. Are you having issues with triggers or cravings? Are you thinking about going out and using again? Right? You guys need to come up with a safety plan on when and how there's signs, signals for you to come up with a way to bring up the topic. When I see you doing X, right, then I'll mention Y. Right? It is difficult for everyone. Even if you're talking with someone who's dealing with mental health issues, it's hard for them to come to you and say, hey, I'm feeling a little bit off. Without worrying if you're going to become judgmental or angry. Now, if they know that you're not going to become judgmental or angry, and they feel safe coming to you, a lot more work can get done. Right? Take that into consideration. But, if we are not healthy ourselves, not in a mature relationship, we need to bring up concerns when they are mild issues right don't wait for them to build and build and build and everyone's angry don't wait till everybody's angry then you're not going to get anywhere right these are illnesses of the brain and just like diabetes it needs to be treated with a long-term plan please don't turn your back on that friend or family member in crisis, even if it is of their own doing. I know their behaviors can create some consequences, and I know their behaviors can be ugly. So even if those things are of their own doing, don't turn your back. Drugs, alcohol, and mental health crisis can take over at any time. At any time. I appreciate you guys. I thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this podcast. Maybe thought of someone you can um, share it with. Right? I need for you to figure out a way to be 
that supportive, healthy, supportive person if you're the closest one to them. If you're the husband or the wife, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, mom or dad, brother, sister, whoever is the tightest. Do what you can to be more helpful than harmful. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be blessed.